welcome to another Robinson Ralph podcast with me, uh, Simon Robinson. Sorry, Windy Pops there. And uh, David Silito and Simon Higgins. Hello. Hello. Well, isn't this a lot of fun? <laughs> it started well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, welcome. Thanks all for joining us to the podcast that just won't die, as I'm thinking of renaming it. And we're, we're here to talk today about another employment tribunal case, as we, as we always do. And the, the case in question is Weatherby, Andrew Weatherby, against... That's very um, important. His first name is vital there. Yeah. Um, I, it just proves <laughs> I've read the judgment. And, um, the first page of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even the first page, just, just a bit right at the top. So this was an employment tribunal, so I've read that as well. The yeah. claimant was Mr. Andrew Weatherby, which I've, as I've said. The respondent was Amcrawl Limited. It was heard at Landudno Employment what a, Tribunal. What a lovely um, place to go for an employment tribunal. It looks like it was heard over a weekend as well, on the 6th, 7th, 10th and 11th of February. Is it just yeah. a nice place to go for an employment tribunal? You said that as if that's the only reason why you should go. No, it's a very nice London. place to go in a very lo lovely area of the, the world. We've been there on some holiday the last um, two years to um, Carnarfon, just a bit further along. I can recommend it. I can't imagine I'll be going there this year given um, COVID restrictions, but, uh, but yeah, it's great. Have they got police um, in Wales? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, not, not just in Wales, but have they got, because I some Scottish MP, I think from the SNP, was on something or other. I haven't, I haven't done a lot of research, as you'd expect, but he was, <laughs> he was on saying he wanted, um, I was talking radio, he, he wanted police to be pulling the borders and nicking sc Scottish people going to England and English people going up to Scotland. Oh, I think in Wales, it was briefly yesterday made accidentally illegal by the government to go into Wales. Was it? I, I saw something about it. I don't know the exact details, but um, yeah, apparently. All right, but it's legal again now, is it? Um, not for you, you're still, you're still banned. <laughs> yeah, all right, just me specifically. Okay, so, uh, right, so with this, this case, uh, this, uh, uh, yeah, I think I've done everything I need to do on that. So this is this is this is a, a case about um, about a middle-aged man who was who was fifty, and he he's won a tribunal claim after a younger female colleague, um, to quote the Times, pestered him for sexy time. So um, I just got a shudder down my back there just just watching you say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine it was pleasant. I, to be honest with you, I kind of repulsed myself when I said it, so I, I can only apologise. <laughs> um, so who wants to, to kick off and talk about this? Well, yeah, I can I can start. I mean, you, I think you've um, summed it up in a nutshell, to be honest. Thanks very much for listening, then, everyone. Yeah, yeah. bye, everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Weatherby um, worked for Amcrawl with his colleague CF. They were very friendly. Um, and had some banter in the workplace. Um, CF uh, was the female uh, colleague. Um, she suddenly became homeless and he helped her out. Um, and uh, she managed to get herself back on her feet. But uh, after that point in time, started um, uh, sending him messages, essentially pestering him um, to sleep with her. He was happily married. 
Uh, he um, told his wife all about this. Um, she apparently then set up a fake email account um, and sent further harassing uh, emails um, using some fairly blue language and blue imagery uh, about what um, she wanted to do with the claimant. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty. It was pretty explicit stuff, wasn't it? So, um, Miss, the claimant made it perfectly clear that he wasn't interested. Um, responded to her using words like humiliating um, and uh, intimidating. Words um, like those, but not those well, actual those, those words. words, which are obviously the worst in equality. He's obviously done a little bit of research about what harassment, sexual harassment was. Why did uh, you say words place. like those when you should have said those exact words? Well, I don't words? know if it was those exact ones, to be honest. It was, I remember him using two words that come from the definition of harassment. Um, so, yeah. I mean, do you mean including those words? Is that what you no, really mean? No, I mean, it might have been those words. It might have been other ones, but it was along similar lines. All we know is that he definitely used, used some words. words. Yeah. I yeah. think Simon I think Simon could have a show on television, if there are any producers listening to us. Why don't we have a show where Simon just looks at, you know, um, public announcements, tweets or whatever that have gone out and look at the words used and then he goes through it with a, high, a virtual highlighter and gives us a lecture on what words they said. <laughs> what words they should have used. Yeah. yeah. Or we call it, we call it a fat man corrects or something. Welcome fat to correction. What? A fat man corrects. Correct. Oh, okay. Correct. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Or, or, or I know what Better you call than what it. I was thinking of anyway. Why can we, why, this would be it. Simon Robinson is the fussy fatty. <laughs> I could go through, and when people have written stuff, just rip it to pieces for comic effect. So introduce yeah. it to us then. Imagine it's been commissioned. You you do you do the introduction. So okay, so it'll be so there'll be like music when there'll be like that's the audience, and I come out like all that, and I'll be like I'll be like hello. Welcome to a brand new series on BBC One, because that's exactly who we commission it. I'm Simon Robinson. This is the first in a brand new series called Fussy Fatty. And I'm the fatty. And then I'd go to the, and then the audience would go, and you're fussy. And like that, like, like an interaction thing. And then I'd say, so what we've got on the show this week is we've got Barbara from Swansea. And she wrote a very silly tweet. I'm going to go through that. With a highlighter pen and make her look like an idiot on national TV. So what's it called then? Fussy Fatty? Fussy Fatty, yeah. Let's okay. get it circulated. I think I, you could be onto a winner there. Well, <laughs> Simon's, not Simon, I mean, I was thinking Simon Robinson's Corrections, and that could be like a sort of tea time event <laughs> programme. But then you'd have late night one where you could be a little bit ruder, and that would be Simon Robinson's explicit corrections. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> either way, either way, Bradley Walsh's prime time slot is uh, is under threat. It seems. So, so at the moment we've got we've got two very different visions of the show. Then, <laughs> have, have you have you got me, Dave? I'm at a studio audience in your version, and it's quite comical. Or is it me sat like points of view by the fireplace in a in a big chair, reading these things out smugly, or what? Well, very much like this podcast, in my mind, you've sort of planned for a studio audience, and there were a load of sort of there's like a like a sort of amphitheatre, maybe you've <laughs> even got like a stadium, but basically only like your mum's turned up, <laughs> <laughs> and me and Sam because we have to. <laughs> so it's just a load of no, empty but, chairs. And no, me and no, me and Dave. <laughs> now, me and Dave sit on the couch to the side whilst uh, whilst uh, Sam's oh, okay. his... Yeah, I yeah, I very much envisaged you two being co-hosts, like a that's life kind of a. So, like, I would do the overall broad strokes as usual, and then Dave would maybe take. <laughs> her. 
and Sam would take LinkedIn or something or or celebrity stuff. So we'd be and then we'd be over to like it'd be over to not Sam's corner, but Higgins. Yeah, we, we'll go to Higgins Hut now, where Sam's going to talk to us about whatever, right? And then people be like, oh. And then you'd be known as like, you're that guy from Higgins Hut, and you'd be like, yeah. And then would have would have like, what would Dave's been? Higgins Hut. <laughs> yeah, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be some. It'd be Silito's silly, <laughs> silly suggestions. Silly, silly suggestions, yeah. Yeah, Silito's silly suggestions. Silito's SS. No, that, again. That's no, 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 again. But what happen, What happens when these two spin-off shows end up competing with yours, and then eventually, you well, know, we're all rich and successful. Then I guess, aren't we? Yeah. Sorry, no, they're not spin-off shows, Sam. You're actually on my show, and you can be replaced no, in a moment. No, I know, but that's how <laughs> other shows start. Something. No, there's a feature on one show, and then somebody goes, "Oh, I tell you what, let's make half an hour's worth of that." And then before know you know it, we've all got our own show. I suppose what you're thinking of is Stephen Mulhern's "In for a Penny, In for a Pound." <sighs> Stephen, but he's on everything. This Stephen I love Mulhern. Him. I love him. Maybe we should get Stephen Mulhern to host it. Actually, yeah, I'm thinking that that I could have another you in a minute. Bit you could do that as Beyonce and sing to Sam if he says something offensive. You could. Yeah sort of dress up as, as Beyonce, you know, nice dress and all, and um, spell out uh, irreplaceable or whatever it is to Sam. Why am I singing <laughs> to Sam? Because uh, there's that line in the Beyonce song that I could have another you in a minute. Oh, I see, right, okay. You know more about Beyonce than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only know Beyonce. I pride was... myself on knowing more about Beyonce than you. In fact, it's on, it's on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> it's more about Beyonce than Simon Robinson. <laughs> Yeah. Did you know she was in one of the Austin Powers movies? Yes. Yeah, I was reminded of that recently. Number two, was it? Yeah, who told you that? Uh, was it you? It was me. Oh, so okay. you need to remove that claim from LinkedIn. Well, knows more about the Austin Powers movies and who was in them. And knows more about Beyonce. It's very Wait, but it was it, was it number two? I thought it was Beyonce and Gold member. Yeah, I think it's three. Oh, okay. Why don't yeah. you just say something? Sounds like I know more than you do. <laughs> Hey, why don't you just say, I know a lot about Beyonce, some stuff that Simon Robinson and Sam Higgins don't know, but they know stuff that I don't know. So together yeah. we know a lot about Beyonce. Yeah, I prefer that actually. Sort of like yeah. a team. A team. team Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, anyway. <laughs> so where are we with the case? CF complained about the claimant to the manager um, and the claimant also then complained about CF. The claimant was suspended whilst they undertook an investigation. The claimant complained uh, first though, didn't he? Oh, right, okay, yeah. Hey, that, yeah, told, yeah, yeah, uh, that might be the right way around, yeah. sorry. I think he told the owner of the business, didn't he? And then, and then all, all hell kicked off, basically. Yeah. So she then complained, it, it, she, she wasn't suspended, he was. Um, tribunal found that that was because they, um, the employer made an assumption that it was much less likely that he would have been harassed by her than vice versa. Um, and that was found ultimately to be on the ground of his sex because of his sex. Um, so that was direct discrimination, not suspending him. He, they, the tribunal found that he had been subject to the harassment um, by his colleague uh, and the employer was vicariously liable. They then went through a redundancy process um, and the tribunal found that there had been a genuine diminution in the um, business and there was a need to make somebody redundant 
Um, and it may well ultimately have been the claimant, uh, and the claimant probably would ultimately have been made redundant. But the procedure that they followed, including um, withdrawing a potential alternative vacancy um, when the claimant expressed an interest in it, was found to be because he had complained of um, harassment uh, and they wanted him out because of that. Uh, so therefore, the dismissal was uh, victimisation. Um, but he may well not get very much compensation because the tribunal said, well, he may well have been dismissed anyway. In fact, he probably would have. The, the lesson is, is not to assume that men can't be sexually harassed by women or yeah. that older people can't be sexually harassed by younger people. Or And also another lesson from the case is to have up-to-date policies. Um, the employer here was criticised for saying that they had a comprehensive equal opportunities policy and actually having a one paragraph policy that referred to some out-of-date um, legislation. Dave, what's worse than not having a policy? Having a policy um, and then not following it. Excellent, excellent stuff. Yeah, anyone can be harassed, anyone can be a harasser. Don't let your unconscious bias or prejudices make you think otherwise. Take each case on a case-by-case -case basis, look at the facts. Uh, yeah, just do a thorough investigation. I think that's the message, isn't it, everyone? If you think I don't have any unconscious biases, well, you've missed the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, if you could all just write into Dave with your unconscious biases, that would be... Tell us what unconscious biases you have. Yeah. What biases do you know you've got? Please write in and that's tell another, us. That's another, that's another segment on the show. Welcome to um, Unconscious Bias Corner. That's uh, your corner, Dave. I, um, I represented a um, professor once in psychology who... Um, it, um, writes a lot about unconscious bias, and I've read some of his stuff. Really, really interesting stuff. But why is it not subconscious bias? Because I would have thought unconscious bias is you're asleep. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be subconscious bias? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wrote a letter to that. I, honestly, a couple of years ago, I wrote a letter complaining about that, posted it. I never heard anything back. I mean, granted, I didn't put an address or name on it or anything, but still. You'd have thought somebody, yeah. I didn't know who to send it to. Well, the postal Basically. service in this country is supposed to be so good, isn't it? Was it Jonathan Swift in the 18th century said uh, postal service is so good he could, in London, he could just drop a letter out the window and it would make its way to the recipient. And very much, it sounds like you live by that mantra even today, <laughs> whereby you don't even need to put, it's, it's got even better if anything since then. Yeah. You don't even need to put an address on it or write who it's to in the body of the letter. What's, what's upsetting about that then is, it's obviously got to them, whoever it is, and I don't know who it is, so I can't complain about it, but whoever it is has got it, decided it's not worth the time responding to my, and it was, it, honestly, it was like a 30 page rant about subconscious v unconscious. It's like a kick in the face, isn't it? It really is. It makes, it makes me feel like I've just massively wasted my time. Yeah. Have you ever put a message in a bottle? Uh, no. Um, or a written one or uh, yeah I, I mean i never have but i think it'd be quite cool to do wouldn't it and then 30 years later you get like a reply from a fijian fisherman who's found it i wouldn't want that i would i don't want to encourage interaction with people if i was putting a yeah. message in the bottle it would be don't bother me <laughs> <laughs> but then that kind of defeats the purpose yeah, yeah i mean yeah, but then you yeah. get more you get one back then just saying you've been bothered 
Yeah, but, and that's exactly that would enrage me. Well, that might so, wind them up. They they fished that out of the water. Probably gone to a lot of effort to do so. Yeah. Uh, maybe even swam out. Lost an um, arm to a shark or something, probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they get it out, and it's don't bother me. And you just <laughs> you enrage them. <laughs> exactly. I quite like that. I make the message in a bottle. Then. I'll just probably post it. Yeah, but with the bottle. Oh, that's just the bottle through. Well, oh, just get one of those um, uh, bubble wrap uh, envelopes. Yeah, that's better, isn't it? Or you use a bottle of shampoo. And just post that. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Don't even bother putting a message in it. No, just, <laughs> just post a bottle of shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of massive waste of time, I hope you've all enjoyed listening to this week's podcast. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. We'll probably probably see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.